0: Welcome to Special One Cards Podcast, a weekly podcast on the soccer market, soccer cards. We talk about prospects, we talk about products, and we look at some data to help you make some buying decisions for the future. Hosted by me, Paulo, on a weekly basis. Look for special guests occasionally, and don't forget to follow me on Instagram, at Special One Cards. Looking forward to interacting with all of you. Welcome, everybody. Uh, Another episode, another milestone. This is episode 25. Thank you for tuning in again this week. Really do appreciate having you guys check in uh, with me weekly uh, to listen to this podcast. Uh, While I may not be as popular as some of the other podcasters are out there, I mean, Tops couldn't even get me an influencer card in their baseball set. So um, uh, that's a joke, obviously. Um, Good for those guys that did get that. I have nothing. Uh, bad to say about anybody. Um, But uh, really, this episode, I wanted to kind of, uh, one of the things I'm looking at with the release of first edition that came out this past week, I wanted to do a rundown of the rookie checklist on it. Uh, But I'm going to give that a little time. I kind of want to let it like marinate a little bit. I want to check eBay sales histories, probably in another week, just to look at what is kind of let's see what the hype is in that set and what's driving that hype and who is driving the sets um uh, valuation you could call it or the who, who, who what's everyone chasing in that set um I don't think I think like last year's set we have a a thing here where the soccer community is getting a little bit smarter uh, in terms of, holding longer term. Um, I still do see a lot of people try to move things quickly. And unfortunately with last year's class and this upcoming class, I don't see that as kind of uh, a prime opportunity to flip players. I think this is kind, the market is becoming, let's say smart and uh, cooling because people realize that you have to sit on certain players and sit on certain cards and be patient with players. I mean, you're seeing kind of that with Victor Osamain right now. Uh, people probably had some of those cards and they had them in commons boxes. I get messages all the time where people say, I got look through my boxes for some of those. I probably have those somewhere again. That's why it's important to be patient. I know I talk about that a lot, but be patient, put things away. Um, you know, send them to PWCC to the vault, uh, put them in the vault. And if you ever want to list them, you can list them on PWCC. What you don't know in this separate subject buzz but you can also list those cards on eBay. And I can go over that at some other point, uh, maybe on next week's episode as well. But I've recently started sending stuff stuff to PWCC. For one, you want security, it's insured, it's in a vault. Uh, For two, uh, and this is not a paid promotion by PWCC, I'm just trying to look out for some information that can help many of you that may have this issue or may have thought of this. Uh, Number two, uh, let's say you have your house, uh, you get robbed, there's a fire, there's a natural disaster, whatever, you don't have insurance on your cards through your homeowner's insurance, you're looking at a very uh, um, costly mistake, costly decision that you did not pick up that insurance, just send it to the PWCC, put it in the vault, let it kind of sit there. And in some cases it kind of helps you forget about the cards, right? Uh, you have them there uh, and you can still make trades with people. So you can send it to somebody else's vault in the PWCC vault. So I've talked to people before where you can make that trade um, where you can even buy cards uh, in in the vault. They have a fixed marketplace as well where you can buy stuff and list stuff at your price um and move stuff to your vault so i really suggest if you're starting to think about long term and the opportunities that may arise uh this is a really good opportunity pwcc doesn't charge fees either uh for those things so uh it's a really good opportunity for you They only charge if you pull the cards out um before 90 days that they've been there. So uh, they'll only charge you at that point. So think about that for a second. It might help you kind of forget about those cards that you have, but you get insured. The cards are insured. They're safe. They're secure. You can still sell them. They're still very liquid for you. Um, I just kind of recommend that in terms of patience. It's kind of like having a savings passbook and some of you may not even be old enough to remember those or a CD rate at a bank where, you know, a certificate of deposit where it's sitting and you can't cash it out until you know the term is over um in desperate times i think you can but until that term is over you can't have access to that money so uh and that's kind of the promissory part that the bank pays you a certain interest rate based on your term so but it's a good way to kind of forget about those cards you put them away you 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 know you obviously you, you remember that you do have a pwcc account you go in periodically take a look maybe you want to sell something in the auction that week maybe a player is really uh, popping off uh, and gives you the opportunity to do that but um again getting back to kind of my original thought here Uh, this year's uh, first edition, like last year's, I think there's a lot of players in these sets that um, are longer-term plays, longer-term holds. Um, I don't think you're going to be able to flip things right away. You might be able to, but I think you might be leaving money on the table. And that's something to consider. If you look at last year's set, uh, there's a few players in there that still haven't really kind of garnered that hobby love. Um, You know, Barcelona's Barcelona. Gavi gets that love, obviously. Um, But you have other players like... uh, Manuel the Uruguayan international plays that support me of Gonzalo Ignacio guys that potentially could be moving uh, Pedro Gonsalves. And I hate to keep talking about the Portuguese league, but there's a lot of potentially really good players coming out of the league that were not that set last year. That could be promising. Uh, Merlin as well. Same, same idea, that product. Uh, you have a lot of players that are kind of uh, forward thinking future uh, potential, really big players uh, that could become superstars. Now, we in the hobby also do have a problem that we're all looking for the next messi or the next ronaldo or even the next holland and no offense but holland hasn't done it yet for that kind of longevity to even be named with those guys quite yet uh mbappe's won a world cup so i'll give him the pass because he deserves that um but we are you know we're conditioned to look for that type of stuff uh we forget it's generational uh, and you you talk about even the other sports right um You know, even in hockey, for example, uh, you know, Wayne Gretzky, Crosby, Ovechkin, um, the elite guys, right? Bobby Orr, uh, Gordie Howe, um, you know, Connor McDavid, right? If you look at the NHL right now, you've got Connor McDavid. He's the best player in the league, far and ahead. I've said this time and time again. He's probably the best athlete in all sports, the most dominant athlete in all sports. don't believe there's anybody even compared to him uh, at that level. But you look at what's going on in hockey, you have a player coming out of Canada that's going to be drafted this coming year, Connor Bernard, who's another generational talent. Uh, they said the next generational talent, the best since McDavid. So you look at McDavid, he came into the league in 15. Uh, that's nearly eight years ago. Okay, so, um, again, I encourage you guys to be a little smart uh, and realize that we're not going to find another Ronaldo or a Messi. Um, you know, right away. is Could Holland be that guy? Possibly. We don't know. Um, but you got to think about those things uh, and be patient with certain players. You know, I have some Fabio Vieira stuff. I myself don't sell a lot of stuff. I do sell some of the lower end stuff and I'll sell some slabs here and there. But I have a tendency to hold a lot of these players. One, because he's Portuguese, um, plays the Portuguese national, will eventually play for the Portuguese national team. He's on the U21 team right now. Um, but I hold him because I like, I like the player. He's passed my eye test. I think he's going to be a very good player at, at a high level in this case, in the, in the English premier league. So I'm, I'm holding his stuff. Uh, and I may never even sell it to think, if you think about it, Gonzalo Ramos, same, same kind of situation, right? Love the player. Um, so, you know, start thinking about those things. I think it's important. Um, while this episode may not be the typical episode that we do do, um, you know, I kind of want to give you kind of a quick kind of synopsis of my thoughts on first edition as of now is what I've looked at, looked at, but uh, at the same respect, uh, I want to give another week and just look at what the eBay sales are doing on some of the rookies, just to see who the big chase is and who's kind of the hype-driven uh, or who the hobby is really pursuing as kind of the next big guy. And I'm going to look at it, and I'm going to give you my kind of honest opinion on what I think and how I feel. Uh, but this week, I really wanted to talk about Uh, A few things I want to talk about some of that I posted on on Instagram. I also wanted to talk about um, I recently saw a list of the top uh, 20 most valuable under 23 players in the world um, without including the top five leagues. So the top five leagues would be England, Germany, Italy, Spain and France. So the top 20 players in the world uh, based on transfer value um, and. List was pretty good. I'm not going to go into the whole list because some of these people you do know and you might not know some of them. Uh, Maybe what I'll do is I'll do a coverage of each one or do two at a time over the span of the next few weeks with where their rookies are and what their cards are just so you guys get an idea. So I want to go over kind of the first 10 to give you kind of a a high-level kind of overview of who these players are just so you know. Uh, I'm probably not going to go really into – too much detail on who they are or what they've done this year but we'll we'll talk a little about them and I'll kind of expand upon this as I go over the next few weeks to talk about. So let's cover the, the first uh, the the top 10 right. Number 10 Benjamin Sesko no surprise there. I was actually surprised he wasn't higher on the list given the hype of the player again when you separate hobby and the actual sport and then you see these transfer fee values, you start to understand that there's a clear misconception between what the hobby thinks and what the actual organizations think in world football. I would tend to lean heavier on what the organizations think versus what the hobby thinks, but that's neither here nor there. Next guy, Orkan Koksu, and I hope I pronounced that correctly. He's a Turkish player. Uh, he's 22, I think, or 20. just turned 23, possibly. Uh, plays for Feyenoord. Uh, central midfield player. Uh, pretty talented player to watch. Um, number eight. Uh, number eight. Ready number eight. That's the weird accent coming out there. You, um, Yuri Alberto. He's a Brazilian player. Um, there's rumors that he may end up in Portugal somewhere, uh, this coming, uh, fall or summer. Uh, number seven, no surprise here. We know this guy, Mohamed Caduce, uh, AX player. Number six, Xavi Simons, uh, PSV player, former Barcelona player, former PSG player. Uh, having an a outstanding year, I'm still not a big supporter of that player. Uh, number five, Kenneth Taylor of AX, another AX player in the top uh, 10 here. Uh, and Kenneth Taylor is a very strong player that I really liked watching. Um, you know, he was a guy that people would pull out of packs or out of breaks in 2020. It was like, whatever, who cares about this guy? But here he is, you know, under 23, outside the top five leagues. He's one of the most valuable players. And then the top four, uh, Yurian Timber, uh, number four, uh, although I've seen him beat uh, many times, um, another AX player on the list. Number three, the top three are from Portugal. So uh, three Portuguese internationals in the top three. Needless to say, Portugal has an outstanding future. Out of them, especially with these guys, number three, Gonzalo Inacio, a defender at Sporting. I covered him a few weeks ago. If you haven't seen that Instagram post, go take a look at it. Uh, Number two, Antonio Silva, uh, who actually is from the, it's probably about Two and a half miles from where my parents live in Portugal currently. So, another really talented defender who's kind of burst on the scene at Benfica this past year. Uh, I don't even think he's 19 yet. He may have just turned 19. Uh, outstanding player. And then, number one, no surprise. Um, Gonzalo Ramos, we just keep scoring and scoring and scoring. Uh, this kid is a, a baller. He is going to leave Benfica this summer for sure. I'm not sure what the price tag is going to be on him. I've heard something that Benfica wants $120 million, which I think is wild. I think they'll let him go at 70 or 80000000 million. We'll see. We'll see who grabs him too. Uh, so it's interesting to see um, based on transfer fees. Uh, and I, I'd have to do more, more research in terms of finding out who came up with this list of top 20 players and we can go into the other 10 at some point. Maybe like I said, I'll do a post of kind of the players that we know of, uh, and do, and try to cover a little bit, um, so that you understand who they are, if they have a rookie card or not. Uh, and and if there's a potential there for you to kind of, uh, make a, make a purchase for your collection or whatever you want to do with it, grade it, move it, pass it, uh, whatever. Uh, but maybe I'll do that over the, over the coming, um, weeks and try to kind of nail down this list so you guys can see who these guys are. Um, so that's kind of cool. Uh, Topps first edition. I'm really actually going back to Antonio Silvi's on the list. I'm really disappointed and put his rookie card in the set. That's really, uh, I'm really mad about that. Uh, very mad about it, actually. So um, the last, um, I made a post uh, last week uh, and I'm not sure, I don't think I covered this in the last episode, but I wanted to talk a little about, uh, Prism, World Cup Prism from 2022. I started to kind of look at some, um, shout out to sports card bros in, um, they're from India. They sent me a, ped, a Pedri a manga to send in to get graded for them. And I did send it in. Um, they are on IG and they are under, um, you can let's see here. Where is there, where is there, uh, the sports card bros uh is their instagram so it's at the sports card Shout show to them though they sent a, a bunch of cards to get graded uh wish i had gotten all tens for them but that didn't happen obviously but um again like i've done before i am still grading if you want to grade i'm a collector's club member all you got to do is send me your cards i send them in i get payment up front whatever and then um I mail them back to you insured and all that stuff. Uh, So if you're interested, just shoot me a DM. Happy to help where I can. Um, But getting back to the original subject here, I wanted to look at manga inserts, which were the cases at World Cup Prism. And I wanted to look at the PSA population count as well as uh, the gem rate. Uh, So we saw that checklist is 25 players. Um, There have been 521 of those cards have been graded thus far. Uh, with only 164 of them receiving PSA 10s and 244 receiving PSA 9s, which gives us a gem rate of 31.4%. Really low gem rate, um, and I'm starting to notice a lot of different things that are coming up here. And this could be me uh, in terms of what I'm looking at, but I see a lot of low gem rates on certain kind of lower parallel cards or case hits or things of that nature. Um, which is uh shows their scarcity in certain products right if they're mint or not um needless to say in this set i looked at kind of five the five, the top five graded guys so the top five graded players from the manga kind of case hit um world cup prism set the top five guys were gabby with 53 graded Christian Pulisic number two, which was uh, kind of surprising to me, at 41 graded. Buki Usaka at 40 graded. Gabriel Martinelli with 34 graded. And then Julian Alvarez with 29 graded. Uh, interesting enough, uh, the best gem rate came from Christian Pulisic cards. Uh, he's got a gem rate of 51.2% for the manga insert for him. Uh, Gavi's with 20.7%. Uh, Buki Usaka had a 52.5% percent gem rate was so he's actually had the highest out of the five players. Gabriel Martinelli had a 41.1% gem rate. So it seems like a lot of these guys, besides Gavi, whose gem rate is so low at 20.7%, and then he had Julian Alvarez, who's got 29 graded and get this a 0% gem rate. There's not been one gem in 10. So two of the more promising rookies, I guess you'd call them out of the set, have the lowest gem rates. And one of them has no gem rate whatsoever. So I just thought that was interesting to me because um, these case hits in other sports do really well. And in the soccer market, I'm not seeing them do as well as the other sports. That could be kind of a that could be a representation of the soccer markets, uh, maturity level. It's just not there yet. Uh, it's in order to, uh, let's say respect or even, uh, acknowledge the potential value in some of the, of these inserts. And the other aspect is that the soccer market got hot at the same time as all the other cards, but it's cooled off the hardest too. Um, so, you know, so I want to look at the manga stuff. If you have a Julian Alvarez and you think it looks really good, send it in. You could be that first uh, PSA 10. Um, but I've even, with some of the stuff I've sent in lately, I've not I've gotten 10s, but it's really difficult to uh, get 10s. And I know on the last episode I talked about learning the sets. Again, you need to learn the sets and you need to learn the flaws in those sets. I, I recommend you do this and you look at the pop reports to understand why certain cards don't grade well or you look at cards on ebay or a card ladder and try to find those cards that you're looking for and if they've gemmed look at your card if you can use that as a reference point to look at those PSA 10s to see if you can get there if you see something off with the centering then you have to consider that you might not be able to get that 10 but you may be able to it depends PSA sometimes got a 60-40 I don't know what their rule is on it, but I've heard 60-40 on centering and things of that nature. But I can't stress enough. You need to understand the sets. You need to understand the flaws in the sets before you make those decisions. And again, if you ever want me to run any numbers for you, and if you don't understand how to collect population data or look at data, let me know. I'm happy to pull those reports for you. Um, and kind of analyze a situation that can help you make the best decision if you're looking to grade something that may have a really low pop rate and those types of things. So start to consider those. Get to know your sets. Get to know what the flaws are, like World Cup prism. We know the centering was really bad, on uh, most of them, on the fronts and on the backs. And all you have to do is look at the kind of the inner border to detect that. Um, now, I sent in a base Cristiano Ronaldo that should be ready any day now. I'm curious to see because the centering on that inner box was flawless, I thought. So we'll see what that does Um, because I'm trying to understand that set more too. And that was one of the issues I looked at potentially is that inner box where it's not uh, centered correctly. And the rest of the card might look centered, but if that inner box is off, it throws the card off. You know, it's kind of one of those things that's naked to the eye. There's so much other things going on. On the car that you might not see and detect because you're distracted by that. So, you know, take a look at your mangas if you have any and, and check out um Check out that post, that post. I posted that post. I made that post uh, last week. I think it was Wednesday or Tuesday on the mangas. So, um, start to look at those because you may, you, you know, you may have some stuff in there that, again, if you grade it, you put it away for the future. Put it somewhere. Hide it. Leave it alone. Forget about it. Uh, You could potentially have kind of a really nice valuable card in the future. Um, All right, latest pickups for me. Wanted to talk about that really quick. Um, I picked up in the last week, I picked up a few more cards. um, Some kind of uh, a few vintage cards, I think. Well, not really vintage. I got another Pepe rookie. that uh I don't know I may actually have two of them now so do I really need two of them probably not uh but what I might do is I might actually uh give one away uh coming up in the next few weeks. Um but you know I got two of them now two PSA eights uh with I think there's only one that's graded higher too. Uh pop count's really low too. I also picked up a um a PSA 8 of a Rui Patricio two thousand eight uh sticker rookie um and i I actually grabbed that for one of our listeners uh uh, rui if you're listening to it to me on this podcast which i assume you are you will be getting that card probably in the next few weeks Uh, i will have that shipped directly to you it's kind of a thank you i want to kind of acknowledge some of our the guests we've had here and kind of give them something as kind of a token of my appreciation. So Rui, that's going to be for you, that PSA 8 rookie of Rui Patricio going to be getting that out to you. And I'm going to start kind of doing a few different things for people too on here. Cause I really do appreciate a lot of you guys. I want to kind of give back to you guys as well. Um, so I don't know. I think there's a lot of things that, you know, generally, and so those were my pickups. I had some grades come back. I had a turkey uh red. You guys may recall that I had the gold uh PSA ten that I sold. I then took the money on that gold and I bought the red raw. And then the raw, the red refractor, which is numbered to 10, came back a PSA nine, uh, which I'm happy with. It's numbered to ten. And I was, you know, um, at the end of the day there, um, you know, I still netted 25 bucks. Uh after grading costs and and all that stuff so I did really well with that so I upgraded a card the same card into the next level I actually jumped orange and went all the way up to um red so really happy to see that come back a 9 Fabio Vieira true gold came back a 9 no surprise there I thought it would 10 but it was a little heavy on the centering but I thought PSA would look past that they didn't so um oh another card I picked up was a 2007 excuse me 2003 4 tops um premier gold uh the um Uncorrected Eric Cristiano Ronaldo card. Uh, if you guys saw my Instagram, I picked that up too. Uh, it's where they spell his name wrong, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-A-N-O. Um, these early tops Ronaldo cards, I think, are really underappreciated and undervalued in the market. Uh, I got it in a PSA 7. I paid really, I, I think I paid $113 bucks for this card um, card letter and PSA both have this value to like closer to 200. So I think I did really well on it. Would I sell it at 200 now? Probably not because these ones just, did not pop up all the time. So they're hard to kind of, to kind of find. So, um, those are, um, kind of my pickups, uh, the last few weeks. And if you ever pick up anything good, again, I'm looking for a Vieta gold atomic. Uh, there's also a black, um, Vieta refractor out there. That somebody posted on my, um, IG that they had. I, I looked at their, their page and I was kind of like, he's like, make me an offer. And I kind of don't want to, uh, because I hate when they make that, you know, cause my offer is not going to be nowhere near what he wants. I can almost, I can almost, I might try. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe next week you guys will be hearing me talk about how I got the gold atomic Vieta. Um, so you guys and that's kind of one of the other things that lead up to is the opportunity on ebay to make offers to other sellers uh on the ebay uh app because you have an opportunity there i did pick up another Ander. um that was another card i picked up um it was a blue shimmer though i don't even need to buy any more of his cards but i still buy more of his cards so um but on eBay, you can just, just go in and make an offer. People have offers on. You can make an offer. It'll either kind of the seller will get back to you or it'll be kind of a, a decline uh, message. You, Excuse me. You just never know what you're going to get. You may have somebody accept an offer that you didn't realistically think would be accepted. So I encourage all of you to kind of take a shot at that and see what what happens. All right. So um, next week uh, episode, and sorry for this episode kind of being... Um, not kind of really uh, broadly focused on uh, certain things. I think I, you know, for me, I wanted to kind of wait before I really talked about first edition um, and its release. Um, I want to look at what e- what the sales on eBay are looking like, give it another week to kind of look at it uh, and start to talk a little bit more about it. So next week, we're going to do that. We're probably going to have a guest next week too. Um, and I'm not sure if, uh this person will be in tune with first edition at all um but regardless i think it'll be a good kind of episode to kind of talk about first edition um and possibly um i want to go into more depth um on the rookies and maybe that's what the episode will all be all about um and add this guest kind of into it uh So we'll see what happens there with that next week. But again, guys, I thank you for listening. Please make sure you guys are following me on Instagram. Please spread the word about the podcast. I really do appreciate it. Um, Spread the um, link to other people. Um, Link them to my Instagram page. Link them to my podcast page. This year I have a goal to actually have a website up. Um, That's one of the goals that I do have for this coming year. with some kind of different features uh, i don't want to do what the other guys are doing there are guys out there that are selling wax um selling singles on their website i'm not really sure that's what i want to do i think i want to keep it from a um and there's other guys doing kind of set reviews and things like that i, I don't want to do that i want to be different uh just like i i'm pretty different on these episodes too uh, of what i talk about uh Oh, yeah, one more thing. I forgot uh, to kind of go over. We have a big week coming up of Champions League football, so I kind of want to give you my predictions. Um, there are other guys that do these predictions, so I want to do them. Um, all right, so you've got Tuesday, April 11th. Uh, you've got two games. you got Manchester City, uh, Bayern Munich. Uh, interesting game, uh, obviously. The other game is uh, Benfica and Inter. Uh, Benfica will be hosting Inter. Um, at home uh city by munich city is the home team this game will be a very competitive game will we see a 3-2 4-3 4-4 type of game i'm not sure um again i keep talking about holland having meaningful goals and when i say that i mean kind of like you know let's say city's tied like 1-1 or 0-0 with munich and holland scores the 92nd minute that's a meaningful goal when I talk about meaningful goals, that's what I'm talking about uh, and how meaningful those can be uh, and how special they can be. So we'll see what happens there. Um, ultimately, I think uh, City's probably going to win this game, one nothing at home. I think that's the result we see there. I think Bayern Munich with the coaching change, uh, and who knows, they may even come out and attack. Um, uh, two shells now their coach at Bayern Munich. Uh, but I think that's always a challenge for teams when they have a new coach come in to try to implore new um ideas new strategies new maybe new formations maybe new tactical ways to play uh, and how a team is going to respond to a new coach Uh, so i think munich could have that competition there in terms of what um could happen to them internally in that game against city so we'll see there you know i think city's probably going to win one nothing there though all right next game we have my Benfica. If for those that don't know, I am a big Benfica supporter. A real club, more than a club. Um, shout out to Barcelona fans uh, today who got Vinny, Vinified and Benzema took care of them. Shout out to you Barcelona fans. I can understand your displeasure. Um, but Benfica, um, Inter, uh, intriguing matchup. Uh, Benfica has played some of the best attacking football in all of Europe this year. Yes, they have. No question. Um, They may be even the most entertaining team to watch in Europe uh, this year, along with Napoli, maybe. Uh, And I still give the itch to the Benfica. I think Benfica's got a little more depth uh, in terms of what they do in their system. But hosting Inter Milan, um, I think Benfica, there's a slight advantage to Benfica having that first leg at home. They can really kind of attack. There's no pressure uh, for them. I think Inter Milan's in the same situation where they don't have a pressure, but Inter Milan struggled to score even against Porto. Um, and they're going to have a tough time against Benfica. Benfica is really going to, I think attack, attack, attack at them, go at them. Um, so I think Benfica, I mean, I would be extremely happy with the Benfica win here. Um, I think, uh, I am expecting Benfica maybe two two goal win here two nothing result and people will call me crazy. They'll think you're crazy for saying that. Um, You know, Inter is a strong team. Uh, However, I think Benfica is stronger. I think the depth is there for Benfica. I think their style of football is. Uh, it's a fast, uh, electric uh, football that they're playing. Um, So I can see them scoring two uh, and and winning two-nothing. João Mario is on fire for Benfica. Gonzalo Ramos is on fire for Benfica. Uh, Those guys could be your goal scorers. Um, So we'll see what happens. Uh, Rafa's a great player for Benfica. Just a lot of talent at Benfica. Unfortunately, I think that team at Benfica next year is probably going to get... uh, rated uh, by some of the big teams in Europe. So we'll see what happens. But Benfica, 2-0 win. Uh, I really I really am confident in that. So we'll go with one nothing City at home. Uh, a 2 nothing win for Benfica at home. And how these teams play according to the new rules may change. In past years, we've seen kind of um, the away teams go to these stadiums and sit back and defend, hoping to get that 0-0 or not allow any goals so they can go home and try to win the match. So I think with the new rules, we see some different unexpected turns and things may be different. So uh, those two games are Tuesday, Wednesday. You have AC Milan-Napoli and you have Real Madrid-Chelsea. Um, AC Milan-Napoli, really interesting game, tough game. Uh, these teams see each other a lot. Uh, we just saw Milan kind of uh, tear them apart. Some people will say, well, Osamain didn't play. Yeah, Osamain's hurt now. Uh, it's kind of one of those things where um, he's this year he was for the most part healthy um, but i think he may be back for this game but uh, ac milan and rafael leao are on fire uh, lately i've watched some of their games lately and they've just they just look like a rejuvenated squad on a mission i can see ac milan uh, at home with this first leg taking a 2-1 or two nothing victory even um, rafael leao is one of the most talented footballers in the world he is the best player in serie a um Victor Oss- all respect to Victor Osemane, but I think uh, Lyon last year was the best player in Serie A. Osemmein's probably going to win that award this year, but I think Leão ultimately is probably the most talented player in that league. He's just so dynamic in what he can do. Um, so I think Milan wins this game 2-0 or even 2-1. Uh, I think it's more difficult when you see these two teams. They, they see each other a lot every year, so uh, we'll see what happens there. The other game, Real Madrid, Chelsea. Uh, Chelsea, for those that don't know, uh, looks like Frank Lampard's going to be taking care of Chelsea over the last nine games of the season or so, uh, something like that. Um, Real Madrid just annihilated Barcelona today for nothing. Real Madrid's clicking on all cylinders. Surprise, surprise! It's just Champions League. It's the quarters, and all of a sudden they're peaking. Um. It's just a Real Madrid kind of swag and uh, and how they are. Um, you can't knock them. A lot of respect to those guys there. They they really know how to play football, and organize a team. Uh, you watch Kama Vinga playing out of position. He's incredible. He's just an incredible, talented player. The hobby still respects him. His stuff is down, um, but he's never going to be a goal scorer. So uh, those are things you got to think about. But Real Madrid, I think, uh, at home, a comfortable victory over Chelsea. Uh, Chelsea has had trouble scoring. Maybe that changes with Frank Lampard, but I don't see that changing. Um, I think uh, Chelsea... Are missing a, a true number nine uh, for that team to even be good. Juan Felix has been fantastic. Enzo has been a very good player for them. Uh, a few others have played well, but they got ultimately got to score to win games. If you're not scoring, you can't win. So I don't think uh, Chelsea will even score in this first leg. I could see Real Madrid really kind of blowing this up, uh, you know, with a four three, maybe even five goals at home against a Chelsea team that is kind of in shambles with no true direction. And maybe Frank Lampard comes in and kind of offers that direction going forward. So we'll see what happens. Um, But that is it for this week. I'm looking forward to next week's episode. I'll have kind of a deep dive for you guys on first edition. uh, And hopefully you guys are interested in that. If you're not let me know, um, shoot me a DM and say, Listen, Paulo, I don't even want to hear about first edition. I think it sucks or whatever the case may be. But I really want to go over the rookie checklist in there and kind of go over um, some of the eBay sales, uh, notable eBay sales, uh, verified ones uh, that we can kind of look at and see where the hobby is really following. Guys, remember to follow me on Instagram. Follow the podcasts. Um Subscribe, like, whatever, share it, share with friends, share with everyone, share with your parents, share with your your baby mamas, share it with your, uh, uh, your co-workers. Uh, I need more attention on my stuff, um, not because I don't want it or not because I really do want it, but I do want uh, attention uh, on these podcasts because I want to help more people. Uh, it seems like every week I get somebody new. Uh, who's never listened so it's kind of exciting so I appreciate everybody who shares the episodes um and uh remember um and hopefully maybe we'll start breaking soon again if I get good prices for first edition maybe we'll we'll do a break of that but um again the prices I'm seeing I just don't like them I don't think it's fair for me to really kind of impose uh, certain breaking fees towards people I want to open one box maybe live uh, and kind of give my kind of uh, assessment on it um but we'll see if I can get my hands on one. I, I think they're still on tops.com, uh, but they're priced at 170 I think. I felt like that was a little high. So we'll see you guys next week. Again, send me any questions. Send me any comments on Instagram. I really look forward to hearing from all of you. Thank you for listening to another episode of Special One Cards. Join us again next week. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Special One Cards. DM me any questions, concerns, hobby rants, or experiences you've had at shows online. Something for us to kind of talk about a little bit more. Again, thank you for the support. I really do appreciate it.